Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Dan Habercost. Dan, are you ready to do this? Absolutely, George. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. Dan is a real estate entrepreneur who's built a portfolio that's allowed him to be free to live and work wherever he wants, all before the age of 25. Dan, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, George. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, first of all. And that's a, a big question. So I'll try and give you, you wanted just where I'm at right now and what I'm working on at, or the backstory more. Give me a, let, let's start with the personal stuff and then, okay. uh, then, then give us the backstory. Okay. Yeah. The, the personal stuff. Well, I live in Colorado Springs, uh, for anyone that likes the outdoors, I think they, they would love it here too. I spend a lot of time snowboarding, mountain biking, climbing, hiking, all that sort of thing running. Uh, I, I really love it here I'm from Ohio originally. And for anyone that has spent any significant time back there, they know that sun doesn't come out for half the year and it's pretty humid and cold and then just miserably hot in the, in the summer. So the first time I came to Colorado, I immediately loved it here. And uh, yeah, so I, I you know work a lot in the mornings and usually by the afternoon, I go to the gym or go mountain bike or something like that. And the, the business was very intentional in that it doesn't consume my life. It gives me freedom as opposed to being all that I do and my number one priority every day. So uh, yeah, that's where I'm at as of today. And then we can break that down, uh, what I'm doing and how I got there. If you'd like to go that route. Yeah. I think that sounds great. What, you okay, know, so, that's... yeah. So growing up in Ohio, we didn't have much money. It was very rural, about 50 minutes Southwest of Cleveland, mostly just farm fields. And I just remember anxiety, worry, fear, conflict being the uh, adjectives that come to mind when I, I think about money. And that was what I was used to, just worry, 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 fear, scarcity. And growing up, I started working pretty early. I mean, by the time I was 16, I was managing a farm and a portfolio of rentals for my boss at the time. And that was high school. And then through college, I ran a landscaping company while going to school full time. And so didn't really have a traditional uh, high school or teenage experience because I was just going to school and going to work. And 20-year-old me was pretty frustrated by that. But by that time, it was also clear that, hey, if I can run someone else's business or part of it while going to school full-time, I'm sure I can start some kind of business of my own when I'm done here to at least accelerate my, myself financially so I don't have to have the same financial realities that most of my family did. And so it was around that time, 20 years old, that I started reading different books, read about equities and different businesses I could start, that sort of thing. And it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad that really was the light bulb moment, like for so many other real estate investors. Um, so I went and bought a duplex before I finished college at 21. And shortly after that, I came to Colorado for the first time and quickly went home, quit my job, gave my duplex to a property manager and drove across the country. And then bought another rental uh, just as a house hack when I was out here. And it was shortly after that that I realized, okay, the low and no money down stuff is great to pick up maybe a property or two. But in the long run, this is a cash intensive venture. Things are going to go wrong. You're going to need money for, I mean, acquiring properties, maintaining properties, everything. You need, you need cash flow. So I started the active business, which is front range land. And that's all just land and development. Um, and so... I have kind of two buckets today, which is the active business and 
if you think of a, a wholesaling business in the world of real estate, right, where where you set up a marketing machine to get off market houses or apartments, duplexes, whatever, at a discount, really that's the core of the land, front range land. It's just for land as opposed to uh, houses and and multifamily. So really, I just have an assembly line bringing in land at 30 to 50 cents on the dollar. Some of the lots I close on and list on the market, flip them. Some of them I assign. Some of them we, we sell on notes and then some I build on. So that's the active business. And then that feeds the passive investing of just buying more rental properties. So that's where I'm at today. And the two businesses are very synergistic uh, because again, you need cash to, to build a portfolio and then the portfolio helps to reduce the tax burden on the active income. Nice. Well, certainly congratulations on, on, on that journey of, of growing up with financial anxiety and, and you obviously have, have an excellent work ethic and you're obviously a responsible person. If people were putting you in charge of a farm when you're 16 and yeah. allowing you to run a rental portfolio and all that. Yeah. Um, when, when you look back at, 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 the people that you are around, and I don't want to throw your family under the bus, sure. but what what is different from you that 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 separated you from from other folks that maybe haven't been financially successful? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just not letting. Ex- I think of my parents, even though they're a little bit young for this, they're in their early sixties, as being products of the depression because that's what their parents were. But they just kept that mindset. So more than anything, it's just—I mean, I think especially my dad—just an extreme scarcity, fear-based mindset that ever that always stopped them from ever taking any sort of risk or anything uh, off the traditional path. So that really, more than anything, I think it would also uh, describe pretty much everyone in my family. Uh, so yeah, I think that's why just fear. Yeah. Which is, you know, and you say just fear, but that's, that's, that's what stops us from doing things. It's what yeah. keeps people stuck. So, okay. So you obviously didn't necessarily experience that, or perhaps your fear of, of being stuck in a situation like that was greater yes. and, and, and uh, drove you to pick up the knowledge and, and the know-how, and then to take the risk to do these things. Mm-hmm. And now to the point where you are, you are investing in land and how did you, how did you get the knowledge to not only learn how to invest in land, but then to be able to segment your business and uh, actually start developing it? Yeah, great question. So it's kind of a twofold, twofold uh, mentorship that got me into that. So when I moved to Colorado, I started going to the real estate group here immediately. Actually, I host it now. Uh, and in that first few months, at the end of the meetup, a guy stood up said, "Hey, I've been doing this for forty years: rentals, storage units, new development, apartments, everything you could imagine. Uh, and I'm looking for some help in my business, but in return, I'd be happy to help someone learn about this stuff." And of course, everyone gathered around him. He gave out his number to everyone, 20, 30 people. And out of all of those people, myself and one other person called him. That's it. And then out of <laughs> and I, the other guy gave up after about a week because this guy lived about an hour south of Colorado Springs. And so I just started going down there every weekend because it was so clear to me that he knew what I wanted to know. And it was difficult. In hindsight, I realized he was so far ahead of me. It was like drinking from a fire hose. And, you know, he's showing me an apartment he built in China and storage units and just, and so it, 
was a little bit of the shiny object object syndrome for me, but I quickly got involved in helping him put together these new builds. And we're talking just simple, simple spec houses and did a couple land flips. But again, I was, I was kind of floundering around uh, uh, for the first, you know, year, year and a half that I, I worked with him. And then uh, one of my friends here in town who hosts, hosted the real estate group with us before he moved, Brent, he was selling a land course. And I've always been very skeptical of that sort of thing, but I knew him personally and had watched him build his land business since I'd moved here. And so I paid him for that. I was one of his first students. And that gave me the simple system because I am not good as most entrepreneurs with systems, organization, processes, that sort of thing. So he gave me or taught me the tools from A to Z, how to scale a land business. So I already had a decent background. I was already building houses with Rich, the other guy. And I took that, I simply implemented it and then put other people into it. Uh, so that was really a turning point that stopped me from you know, going in a million different directions and gave me a simple system to follow. Because again, that's not my strong suit. Uh, so it was, it was kind of twofold. Rich really taught me how to buy, build houses. And then it was Brent's course that gave me the outline to how to turn it into a business. And now I've got people in it executing that, that business. That's awesome. And <laughs> it's so funny. That's just such a human thing to do is 30 people gather around and they yeah. all get his phone number. And yep. it was just, it was just you that, that actually, actually followed up with, 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 with everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And it, it can be frustrating too. When I actually find someone who wants to learn who's, who's serious, I, it's, it's so much fun to help people and see them do, do something. It's just the frustration. I think everyone who has any bit of success uh, experiences is that people ask for help. They give them, we give them information and then they just don't do anything with it. Yeah. So, so what, what is your focus now? Are, are you now in that seat where you're helping people to, to do this also, or what is your, what, yeah, what is your I, life now? The, yeah. Hosting that group. Now there's a number of people I've, I've helped mentor to some degree. Again, I'm, I'm, no expert, but uh, have been able to help some people there. But really, my focus at this point is building the rental portfolio. Because in the last 12, 18 months, I've really been able to scale my active income without proportionally scaling my investing. Uh, so I have five rental properties, two of them are rented by the room. So I have 11 tenants, but still, I, it doesn't match up with what I've been able to do in the active income. So really working this year on picking up more units more than anything. Got it. Nice. And yeah. how, how have rising real estate costs impacted that strategy, if at all? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. So more than anything that's impacted the new home builds, um, because I mean, across the country, rents have gone up, but in all the states that are growing, so kind of the Southeast and then the Sun Belt, uh, Colorado being in the Sun Belt, uh, rents have gone up so much that the numbers make more sense uh, a lot of times than they did a few years ago. So really the increase in price in more than anything has affected the new builds. Uh, lumber, obviously it came back down. It's going back up a little bit. All the trades have gone up, but in the markets I'm building, the appraised value has also gone up enough that the numbers still make sense. Uh, really probably the biggest issue out here is water. As I'm sure you're dealing with in Arizona, there is a severe scarcity of water on this side of the country. Uh, and, and diminishing water rights, lack of available taps is quickly becoming an issue in a couple of my markets. But like anything else, it'll be solved. Yeah. One way or another, 
So, yeah. okay. Yep. And what are you, hmm, what are you most excited about? Uh, is, 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 is there new learning that you're pursuing right now? Yeah. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I was pursuing commercial as far as buy and hold at the end of last year. And I was making offers on a couple properties, but I just felt I, I took a step back because it was creating a lot of anxiety and I didn't feel quite ready when I was actually going through the process because it's just the numbers are so much larger. So I took a step back, bought another residential rental. I'll know today if I've got another duplex under contract, I'm going to buy and, and grow the portfolio, the small residential property portfolio a little bit bigger. And then in the long run, that is really where I want to go. So I'm still working on, on getting a little more experience and education in that regard. You know, the guy I was just telling you about tells me about his Walgreens building in, in Vegas and the numbers on that and just the, how passive it is. It's just, that's awesome. And that's really where I want to go in the long term. Um, so that is something I'm working on learning about here. And I, I really, George, as I've realized it, I know what I need to do. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, so that, that in the long run, I need to get clarity on how to move to that. I, I do want to pick up a couple more rental properties that are small residential to have a stronger base first, though. Nice. For folks who are, are listening, they say, okay, I, I, I understand that, that that certainly makes sense intellectually that that there are ways to enter the real estate market without a lot of capital. But if I'm going to be long-term successful, it's going to require capital. How much money are we talking about? Ooh, that's a broad question. Um, you know, if you're where I grew up in Ohio, properties are so cheap, you, you need far less, but obviously there's, there's caveats that come with that. Um, how much capital that, that that's really hard to say, cause it depends on your goals as well, but I, I'm not really sure how to answer that. What I would say is if you are brand new and you're, you're looking to do something and you don't have a ton of cash, it's really hard to go wrong with a simple house hack, whether that's a two to four unit or it's a single family house. It's, I, I just look at it as, as delayed gratification. Uh, you know, it's not always fun, but the amount that it accelerates your saving and your ability to take risks uh, is, is hard to overstate. I would have never been able to leave my job, get my active business going if I didn't have a house hack along with the first rental. Uh, so that would probably be the best course of action for someone who doesn't have a lot of money, but wants to do something, even if it means you're still renting an apartment and just rent out the extra bedroom. But again, if you can eliminate your living expense, what can you do with those dollars? Can you put it towards starting a business? Can you just save for your first rental property? Whatever it might be, um, that's hard to go wrong with. Uh, so I know I, I kind of went around the question because I'm, I'm Not at it all. just varies. It varies so much. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's one of those awesome impossible questions that I'll occasionally yeah. ask. There's no, yeah. there's not a real answer to it, but I think that that that's essentially the answer to the question right there. And I mean, how, how, and, and, and how would you counsel people who say I'm interested in real estate? How do I know which one of these areas is going to be most interesting to me? How would, how would you counsel them to, 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 to get the learning? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's two questions there. So as far as figuring out what is most interesting to you when you're brand new and you have no idea, I would start reading just like I told you I did in college, even beyond real estate, I would start reading about different strategies, whether it's just residential rentals or apartments, storage units and see what piques your attention because you, you can make millions of dollars with any of these strategies. It's just deciding and then taking the action to make something happen. So yeah, I, I would start there, listen to different podcasts and read different books, talk to people locally at your local meetups and figure out what's interesting to you. And as a corollary to that, 
if you can find someone who is willing to teach you or you can work for them or whatever it might be that is successful in a certain strategy, that is, is probably in hindsight, the biggest piece of advice I'd give anyone trying to get started because you can dramatically shorten the learning curve by finding someone who's already successful and, and, and just doing the same thing that they did. Uh, so that answers the first part of the question. And then the second part, as far as, gosh, what was the second part of the question? I, lo- I lost. No, it was just, I, I feel like you answered it was how to identify okay. the, the area you want to focus on and then how to actually get the knowledge. So, yeah, yeah. Finding someone who's where you want to be is the best way, in my opinion. Love it. Well, Dan, people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. You know, the biggest piece of advice I'd have, if I can say one thing, it all starts with having a strong enough emotional driver to get you through the the BS that's going to come up. Because I think I was thinking about this yesterday. When I think of the people I've talked to who actually go do something versus all those who just, you know, get the guy's number, but never call. It's because there's a strong enough frustration or driver or something. There's it's cliche, but there's some reason why. So you need to identify what that is. Why are you doing this? You know, I think of what really pushed me. I'd had those two rental properties. I was still working a job. That job I hated the last job I had so much. That's what pushed me over the edge or it, it just forced me to go figure it out. And so you need to identify the reason why and get really clear on that. And then you need to pick a strategy that aligns with that why. So if for you, it's just time freedom, right? Maybe it's keeping your expenses really low, doing a house hack and picking up a few rental properties just to get to the point where your living expenses are covered. Or maybe you're that person that has five kids and you want to make sure they're all set for life. And so you're okay not having as much time freedom, just building something for your kids. Then that's a very different strategy. So you need to know why you're wanting to start a business. And it can't just be because it sounded cool on a podcast. Cause I promise when you get kicked in the teeth, which is going to happen all the time, you're not going to keep going. So figure out why, make sure you have strong emotional drivers behind it, pick a strategy that aligns and then just pursue it intensely and do not vary until you're successful there. Then potentially you can branch off into other things. Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets to come on. Dan, Good. thank you Good. so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How, how can people engage with you? Yeah. Dan Habercost on Instagram or Facebook, lots of pictures of builds I'm doing rentals and, and mountains. And then uh, I created a website just walking through a lot of the deals I'm doing. So just danhabercost.com. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Dan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to danhabercost.com. It's D-A-N-H-A-B-E-R-K-O-S-T.com. Follow him on Facebook and Instagram as well. We'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Dan. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.